Welcome, welcome. Here we are with year-round fantasy football. I'm your host, Troy. Today, we're going to be talking about just some things you might have missed over the week in fantasy football. This is the off-season, also known as the most boring time of the year. But there is some news to keep up with if uh, fantasy football year-round is your thing. It looks like Josh Jacobs is looking at the franchise tag. So he's obviously not excited about that. He wants a contract. He felt he earned it. He's been averaging almost 1,000 yards a year. And this year, I believe he was the number one running back. He was an absolute stud and killed it and did a phenomenal job for fantasy football. And they should want to pay him, but they're not because they're the Raiders and that's what they do. So I can't even begin to imagine what the hell they did with Derek Carr. Oh, Lord, don't get me going. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I'm not sure if I'm excited about him next year, especially on a franchise tag. Uh, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. This entire time, we were under the assumption probably Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, and it looks like neither one of those are happening because Tom Brady said, peace, I'm out, I'm gone, and he retired. I guess I'd rather do that than be the quarterback for the fucking Raiders. Uh, but you also have uh, Aaron Rodgers, like, if you're going to get rid of Derek Carr, who's an above-average quarterback, not by much, but just by a little bit, uh, if if you're Derek Carr and you get if you get rid of Derek Carr is what I meant to say, like you better have a master plan. You better have a contingency plan like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers. And neither one of those are happening. Rodgers is out. He said, "I am not going to the Raiders." And holy crap! Like, what on earth are the Raiders going to do? And the reason I'm bringing all this up is if you're Josh Jacobs and you're a fantasy football player and you want to draft Josh Jacobs, like you have to fear the passing game. Who the hell are they going to have throwing the fucking ball out there in Las Vegas? I mean, who do we got? Because Carr's gone. No Tom Brady, no Rodgers. Who's left out there? Lamar Jackson. Are you going to trade the farm for Lamar Jackson? Like you would have to completely change your scheme. You would have to get a different offensive coordinator who knows how to use a running running back or running back quarterback. So I'm not sure if they're going to go for Lamar, but all I know is who else is left? Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't exactly think is an upgrade to uh, Derek Carr. Sure, he's in a better system. He's got better supporting cast. But I think if you were to drop Jimmy Garoppolo in with the Raiders, I don't think he's going to do any better job than Derek Carr, personally. Who else you got out there? Carson Wentz? Oh, gross. Like, who the hell are the Raiders going to get to make you fear the passing game? That way you could feed Josh Jacobs and really capitalize on probably a first-round draft pick next year. With all that said... I think Josh Jacobs is kind of off my board in the first round. I mean, yes, he ran his heart out, but you got to remember defenses were scared to death of Waller and Devontae Adams. And now it's like, who the fuck is throwing the pigskin back there? Anyway, I'm moving on. Josh Jacobs looks like he's going to get franchise tagged. That poor guy, man, he deserves a contract. He deserves to be on a good team. And right now I see him kind of, kind of getting screwed. Makes me feel bad for him. Uh, Carson Wentz, as we know, he's gone. Uh, he is He's out of the commanders. And, I mean, he didn't do terribly. I mean, he also didn't do great. But that's Carson Wentz for you. Like, why do they have to release him? Why can't he just be a backup quarterback the way he's been? You know, he would be a very good backup quarterback. How many other good backup quarterbacks are out there? Probably fucking nobody. I mean, fucking, hey, Carson, you want to stay on the team? Here's two mil. Go sit on the bench. Okay. You know, he ain't going to be a starter anywhere else. So, with that said, Carson Wentz is out. He's offered various roles with other teams. 
I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know if he thinks he's going to be like a passing game coordinator or if he's just aiming for backup jobs. But more power to you, Carson. You had one great year, and you got paid for it. Tony Pollard is more than likely going to get the franchise tag. Also, if no deal gets done, I don't know how much money the uh, Cowboys are spending this year on running backs between Ezekiel Elliott, they're about to franchise tag Tony Pollard. I think it's like $14 million. I mean, and then you add that with Zeke's insane contract. Holy crap. Not very excited about Tony Pollard this year. Not because I don't think he's dynamic. I do. He just broke his leg like late in the season or ankle, one or the other. And I mean, everybody who comes off an injury, I mean, look at, uh, uh, Jake, uh, uh, J.K. Dobbins. I mean, it took him a while to get going. I'm not excited about paying up for a injured, slow-starting running back uh, to have him kick ass like halfway through the season. I mean, a lot of – I mean, rosters, they're pretty precious with, with your benches that you have on there, and I certainly don't want to park that guy there for that long. So super not excited about that. Uh, moving on, I have uh, Mac Jones. It looks like he's going to be the starter in 2023. Uh, there's a lot of talk about uh, Hopkins from the Cardinals, uh, wide receiver, ending up in uh, New England. I don't think I'm excited about that if I'm drafting Hopkins. I mean, who the fuck wants to be Mac Jones's number one target? I certainly don't. I don't see Mac Jones as being fantasy football relevant. The only reason why I brought him up is because of uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who could certainly end up on that team if the rumor mill is actually accurate. Uh, Lamar Jackson looks like he potentially could get franchise tagged with a non-exclusive franchise tag. What that means is simple: is it gives uh, they have the option to offer a contract to Lamar. Lamar could take that contract and go shopping. And if anyone wants to match that and or beat it, uh, they then get two first-round picks for Lamar. So it's kind of a fancy way of trading him for two first-round picks. And another team knows exactly what they're getting because they know the contract ahead of time. And they also know it's two first-round picks. So that is kind of what Lamar Jackson is currently looking at. If I were the Ravens, I would just do every fucking thing I could to make sure that doesn't happen and we end up with Lamar. Because last time I checked, good quarterbacks are kind of hard to find. Oh, lordy, lordy, Daniel Jones, what the fuck are you doing, man? You're not worth $45 million a year. You should ask for like $25 million a year. And here's an idea. Take the remaining $15 million you're bitching about, $15, 20000000 million, and put it in your offensive line because, motherfucker, you need it. You've been getting your ass kicked. Good Lord, he has one halfway decent year. And by the way, Daniel Jones' stats on paper aren't that much different than Carson Wentz. And just check out the last four years, let alone Carson Wentz's MVP year. Even if you take that out of it, Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones are pretty fucking similar. One of them gets cut. And one of them's looking at $45 million a year. Good Lord. Talk about recency bias. Um, I bring that up because I love Saquon Barkley in this system if he stays with Daniel Jones because that motherfucker could run. A lot of people are afraid. Oh, not a lot of people. A lot of players are like, who are we going to cover? We got to spy Daniel Jones. The guy's getting like 70 rushing yards per game. And, of course, we got a monster like Barkley behind the line. If you put a traditional pocket passer behind that line with Barkley, I mean – it's a different dynamic for Saquon and probably doesn't help him out as much. So that's what's going on with Mr. Jones. Uh, Tua, man, this is the hardest. This guy here, yes, they are, uh, they're exploring all options per Miami. So what does that mean? That means that they're 
not going to be able to trade him because everybody's afraid that if they look at him funny, he's going to bump his head and get a concussion. But, like, he is great for that offense. He is great for that team. He is a franchise quarterback. But the poor guy's bouncing around that place like a goddamn ping pong ball. I feel terrible for him. I don't want to say his career is over, but I know it's certainly limited. And going forward, you have a lot of young talent in Miami, a lot of positive things coming your way. You need a quarterback that could be there for the long haul. And right now, Tua looks like he's one or two concussions away from retirement. And that breaks my heart because that poor man fought his whole life to become a quarterback in the NFL, a, a successful quarterback in the NFL. Took his team to the playoffs, even though we didn't play like three of the games because the poor guy is just getting destroyed left and right. They need to sit there and consider another option. And, you know, it breaks my heart to say that, but Tua might not be it. Uh, looks like New England, New England, New Orleans uh, is trying to make room for Derek Carr. They just uh, restructured Taysom Hill's contract, saved him about $13 million right there. Uh, New Orleans has the worst salary cap I've seen maybe ever. It's like they don't even believe it exists. But they just keep restructuring shit and kicking the ball down the, uh, down the court. And eventually it'll catch up for them, and it finally did. They caught up for them big time. Now they have to restructure everybody because they want to pay Carr. They like Carr. I think Carr would be a great fit. You got a great defense. You had a decent offensive line. Uh, running back is is Kamara, even though he's got legal problems. That's coming up next. But, like, I like um, uh, Chris Olave. I like a lot of their options out there, and it's a young team to grow with. So I think he'd end up great there. And restructuring Taysom is a good way to start that process. Speaking of the devil, um, Alvin Kamara pleaded not guilty, and his trial is set to start on July 31st. So if you ask me, I think he's going to get slapped in the wrist. He's probably going to get a six- to eight-game suspension, as he probably should. And um, he will be kind of a unique thing to talk about as the process goes forward for drafting. Where do you want to take Kamara? Uh, are you comfortable taking Kamara? What round would it be in? Do you really want to park him on your fucking bench that long, the way that everybody had to do with DeAndre Hopkins last year? I mean, how confident are you that you're not going to need that roster spot for like eight, nine weeks? Because remember, a bye week does not count when you park a guy on your bench. If it's an eight-game suspension and there's a bye week in there, it's fucking nine games. So that's brutal for two-thirds of the year to park a dude who last year, I hate to say it, was slightly below average in terms of running back depth. And that bastard went in the first round. You know how I know that shit? Because I grabbed him at the 11th thinking I got uh, value. I did not get value. I got heartache. Speak of the franchise devil, Evan Ingram, it looks like he's going to get franchised as well. They cannot get a long-term um, contract going on. Evan, come on, man. You're like Daniel Jones. All the talent in the world, and he had one good fucking year. And now you want all the money in the world. Hey, buddy, what did you do the last three years? Daniel Jones sucked. You sucked. I know that kind of goes hand in hand because you were on the Giants. But, you know, uh, I, I would just be humble. Like, I'd be grateful for whatever I'm going to get. But it looks like he's going to get franchise tagged. Um, and the guarantee is around $11.3 million. Uh, Jamal Adams looks like they'd like what they saw in Detroit and they want to go long term. They're working on a restructuring uh, contract. I love Jamal. I love Jamal a lot because everybody – because nobody thinks of Jamal. They think of uh, that other quick bastard. Oh, God, what was his name? They're running back. They got in the first round. Uh, Swift. Yeah, they think of Swift when they think of Detroit. But Jamal Adams, you could pick up in like the seventh round of almost every draft last year, maybe maybe even later. And he ended up being the touchdown king. And you know what? He's probably still going to be the touchdown king next year because he's a monster. And he does well in that um, under five-yard area where they certainly take Swift out. 
and they put in Jamal Adams. So it looks like they're going to go ahead and give him some more money, as they should, and he's going to keep getting touchdowns, and that'll be a value come draft day. James Cook for the Bills, uh, running back. They are going to give him more carries. Does the term no shit mean anything? You've had Singletary for how fucking long? He hasn't done anything for you. James Cook is the new hotness. He's young. He's got youth. He's He was phenomenal in college. And I think he's going to do great as an every down back. And they don't need him necessarily to pound the ball for the first two runs. Like, he's great catching the ball in the first. He's great catching the ball in the second down. Like, he is positive yardage every time they throw him the ball. And I think he'll be um, a sneaky little sleeper coming. Coming up towards the end of the year as we get closer to draft season, I think a lot of people are going to slowly forget about him because they're not confident he could be a three-down back. But in PPR, I think James Cook is going to be a monster. Um, Derek Carr right now, he's kind of narrowed it down to three teams. One, as we said before, was the Saints. Then you have the Pants. Panthers and then the Jets. Me personally, I would probably go with the Saints if I were him. I like the weapons. I know the Jets have a couple weapons also and a good defense, but I mean, you have a defensive minded coach out there with Sala. I'm not exactly sure I want to go that route. Plus, let's be honest, the Jets got a fucking curse, man. Every single Jets quarterback is dog shit since Namath. And I don't know, like, I just, I kind of feel bad for Carr. I want him to be in the best position possible. And I think the Saints are probably going to be it. Uh, Lenny Fournette got cut and um, he was cut and he signed a $21 million extension with the Bucks, And obviously that ain't going to happen. But let's be honest, he was only averaging 3.5 yards per carry. Uh, they have that young buck right behind him. Um, fuck, I forget his name. But they have that young guy right behind him, that rookie who did really well and kind of almost took the role away from Lenny at the end. And I think he's going to be a great draft pick next year if they can get their quarterback situation figured out. Brock Purdy is looking at getting surgery this week. He still hasn't had surgery yet, uh, but they are optimistic. This extra time of waiting for the uh, inflammation to go down, it's going to be a quick recovery, and he will be ready for um, for the offseason. Not offseason. He'll be ready for uh, training camp. So I like Purdy, not necessarily for Purdy. I like Purdy for George Kittle. If you look at what happened to George Kittle, when Purdy took over, it was nuts. He was averaging like 1.4 touchdowns a game. His yards went up. They were great targets. They weren't just bullshit quick throws that didn't amount to anything. They were valuable targets. And in my opinion, that's going to really boost George Kittle next year. So I'm excited about Purdy starting. Uh, Kenny Galladay got cut. Uh, does the term no shit mean anything? Kenny Galladay only had about 60 catches and got paid almost $60 million over the last couple of years. That guy literally made almost a million dollars per catch. Kenny, you're amazing. Good for you. I'm proud of you. You got generational wealth for doing literally fucking nothing and more power to you and good luck in the future. Javante Williams, here's where it gets kind of ugly, is everybody loves Williams. He's talented. We saw what he could do. He's a phenomenal PPR running back, but Javante Williams is injured and they don't think he's going to be exactly ready for training camp. So again, you have a JK Dobbins situation where you have somebody you got to park in your bench for probably six to eight weeks before he gets running. And I don't mean like he won't be started early. I mean, before he's probably at full health. So just like with JK Dobbins, sure he came back, but he looked like dog shit. And after like two months, he was a superstar. 
I think Javonta Williams could do that again, especially with their new uh, coach they have in town, uh, coaching up Russell Wilson, who looked like dog shit. A lot of positive things are coming, but I, I promise myself this year, I am not parking hurt or parking recovering players on my bench. I want all healthy young studs. I'm tired of waiting around for this perfect scenario where there's value because the guy's injured and he comes back and he's going to save my league. That never happens. So with all that said, that's what I have for the news of this week. Um, you could go ahead and follow me on Instagram. I am Troy NFL, or even you could follow me on TikTok at NFL Troy. I'm also on YouTube. I'm just starting to get this going. So if you're interested, if you like my content, or if you want to see me act out a bunch of shitty memes, I got all those online. I would love it if you join me. Thank you.